and then he goes to the bathroom at the urinal cut to just a, a the top of someone's pants and the zipper being unzipped and then the fear that you're like this is anime we don't know what's about to happen <laughs> cuts to the urinal to just what is just a a horse level stream of just urine blasting annihilating the urinal like it is spraying everywhere it it's, is it's flooding. more if i pulled out my garden hose i couldn't get that much water coming out impressed first of all this was the only scene ally my uh my partner saw <laughs> she walked in on me watching this scene no. and she listening to her oc podcast had to stop and be and say what are you watching she was like i knew this was like gonna be like a weird show but this is the strangest thing i've ever seen what are your thoughts on an 11th generation businessman also being the ruler of an underground fighting ring (laughs) do you think that is Uh, capitalism working as intended Oh, 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 most certainly. Oh, definitely. This is like Kaiba Corp going on right now, honestly. Um, if it if it had a little more bravery. If this guy had more bravery, he would bring this land ring to the to the the forefront because Kaiba Corp, they uh they just, you know, banish people's souls all the time. Am I supposed to be scared to attack? Well, only if destroying an innocent soul concerns you. Nah. As the president of a major corporation, I have to do that every day. And when they do fight, it is hideous. <laughs> like, we were talking about that in the last episode, but those CG fights, I don't know your opinion on it. I thought it looked like a bad Street Fighter gameplay. Like, it's... Uh, well, it's just... Like I said, everything is so two-dimensional. It's very jarring to all of a sudden have, like, three-dimensional characters in, like, a two-dimensional world. Like, I imagine it's it's akin to, you know, Dr. Manhattan walking through time and space, <laughs> having to interact with beings who are only <laughs> taking up time, you know? It's like, all of a sudden, these beings are just... That would explain out. the respect that all of those martial artists just are, like, they're just in uh, in awe of these fighters. Cause... Well, maybe that's why their their moves are so, so fast, is because they're actually happening in a dimension they have no concept of. <laughs> they just blink and it's done. <laughs> the determination to first of all not break when your hand gets cut off but then to not break while the your assailant uh, goes on a monologue about the history of criminals and research and development funded by uh, organized crime you see the history of mankind has been one of unremitting forward progress and that's why we have so many wonderful gadgets today science is continuously making things and for whom was it developed this remarkable almost magical wire bigger for magicians perhaps to help them deceive and baffle their audience it's really quite extraordinary an arid carbon fiber titanium composite Used in body armor, and then there are a number of dudes who are just like ratchet strapping the Statue of Liberty back together, being like, "Okay, we gotta stop this from thing from falling apart." 
can can I can I read you the, uh, the line after they after they did all of the work to save the Statue of Liberty? Do it. Thank you. Job well done. Your efforts have saved the Statue of Liberty from being destroyed. In a way, what you've done means more to the nation than any victory in the theater of battle. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know what? They're not wrong. Um, we, may as well, we may as well treat them like the troops. This November 11th, remember the real heroes. <laughs> who, yeah, who saved the exactly. Statue of Liberty from being punched to death by... Um, a death row inmate. From the intro to the show, I assumed that there would be some boxing in it. No. <laughs> but no. Don't worry. Not Just, one mention of boxing. If you wait till later in the season when Muhammad Ali shows up, but uh, not yet. Um, I, I, that's a get for the show. <laughs> yeah. Out of the voice act. Oh my god. Um, anyway, Spec, the master of holding his breath, uh, loses by being choked. Um, which to me doesn't make any sense because it should take five minutes for him to be choked out. But he gets choked out in like twenty seconds. So he gets choked out by a man who can't hold his breath because he can't close his mouth. <laughs> It's not possible. That would be so difficult. Like, Matt, he'd have to do like the Home Alone face if he wanted to like hold his breath. Oh, they should have him do that at some point. What What did you think of Yanagi? I I think he had too many gimmicks. Hundred percent. He and I'm not sure if this is a normal thing with this show, but it certainly seems like they were just like. Hey, what are like they found a list of old cool weapons that were like just a little obscure and we're like, okay, we're gonna include all of these. And then they got to this guy and they had kind of given all of the other guys like sort of cool weapons. So they were just like, I guess he gets like spinny sides and a little like cat claw. And also the ability to like kill people with Yeah, well I'm sure you'll get to that bit. But. Yeah, no, it's 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 like he has spinning scythes, he has like a weird claw in his hand, and he's called Yanagi the Poisoner, and he can create vacuums with his hand that can break brick walls, and the next time we see him, in the next episodes that he shows up, he doesn't use any of that, and he's got a new gimmick. He has like eight different things. It's, it's ridiculous. That's, yeah, that's just, that's bad writing. Bad hey. character design. Stick to one gimmick. Like he had the general Grievous thing with like spinning the sides around. Like it's all quick. Gardener Grievous. Uh, come on, not here, man. And so Katsumi uh, sort of punches him in the hand, steals his lighter, knocks all of the gasoline onto Dorian and then um, lights him on fire. Uh, now this fire goes on for quite a while. Right, old man. We'll agree to disagree, I guess. Would, 
Now, I'm not a doctor, but so I, I should get a second opinion. Vishal, do you think that the amount of damage that Dorian took from being on fire for, like, 20 seconds was more or less than you expected? He had, like, uh, what's, what's the worst degree of burn again? Like, first degree burns? Well, either way, he had little to no damage. He had some marks on him, but he was standing... At one point, he was just standing there listening to everybody with just, like... I don't know, he was just, like, a frame of just santa claus standing there and i was like are you not like hurt or also i I'd like the, I, look, the... I, I take more damage than him when i go out in the sun <laughs> yeah exactly instant sunburn uh he's being driven dorian to some i i don't know exactly what the location was i'm gonna say some unknown location i guess to him and he's being followed by like what is possibly the largest traffic jam of all time just caused by members of this dojo like i, I like i think I remember, like i remarked earlier steve, steve that like this 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 like the, you think they could have like had a system of like carpooling or like taking transit or something like imagine being the one person on that highway following them who's not trying to get dorian yeah he's <laughs> like, like where are we going <laughs> Or he, he, can you imagine being in like uh like you you do like one of those like Uber shares and then you get the one with Dorian and just like you all of a sudden have like <laughs> millions of cars following you to some random place. <laughs> yep, and he meets a very jovial little clown. Can can you walk me through what happens there, Jeff? So I've I recently um we watched uh Top Gun Maverick. And there, there's some online theories floating around about that where, like, maybe a lot of it is a dream or hallucination um, mm-hmm. after kind of, like, a near-death experience. And Dorian walks into this and just meets a clown. Like, all the lights turn on. And then there's this clown. Ta-da! An honor and a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Dorian. I'm Ashida, the manager. I run this here place. And the clown is not afraid of Dorian, despite being maybe a third of his size maybe less by total body mass. I assume this clown, like he says he runs the thing, right? He says he he owns the fairground. So my theory is this guy does not exist. Um, (laughs) Dorian just sees the lights come on and he's like, oh, maybe there's a fun little clown for me to play with. Um, Because what happens directly after meeting the clown is he takes the clown's hand and walks around the park and then goes on some rides uh, without the clown. And we don't see the clown again for I believe the rest of the series. Yeah, no, I Is think you're right. I, I, I don't I don't think we're ever gonna see the clown again. I I, I just rewatched the episode. It doesn't he doesn't come back this episode. I don't think he's yeah. yeah. I think he might um, be so onto that, something. Yeah, so I yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but I think maybe that was just a just a clown based hallucination. I hope you like amusement parks. Oh, I'm planning to have the time of my life tonight. <laughs> And how old are they? I couldn't tell if they were 13, 17, 23. Baki is a high schooler. I think he's either 16 or 18. Somewhere in that range. Okay. So we hope she's probably the same age as well. Gozway is 10. No, no. no. I'm <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I think Gozway is the same year as Baki. Oh. I hope so. Oh my god. Now I would understand why she wasn't breathing. She'd be terrified. 
And I did notice when when he went in, he sort of slides open the the sliding door just a fraction, and then he sees some debris on the floor or something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and then instantly destroys his own front door. You know, it's like you were already sliding it open. You already you had the motion down. Yeah. A couple more seconds of that, the door is wide open. You can walk through even you know with your larger than usual frame, but he just absolutely loses it instantly and uh, i assume those are pretty well made and he just makes mincemeat of it honey i'm home so this episode is as i was saying it's the thrilling conclusion to dorian's subplot i it was funny that I, I, I was debating on a few people to bring on this episode because I, I want to get my mom on the podcast at some point. Um, and the first shot of the episode is Dorian barfing because he got punched so hard in the gut. Um, and then he pretty much immediately breaks his hand. And I was just like, this isn't the one. Hey, Editor Steve here. When I was doing this episode, I realized that when Cosway comes home, we actually have a scene that passes the Bechdel test, so I'm going to play the scene in its entirety. Just throwing this in here. I'm home, Mom. There you are. <sighs> Something to eat? I already ate. Okay. Good night, then. <laughs> Like, there's so many different types of bottles in there. Yeah. Like, it's, like, the fanciest, like, wine bar in Toronto that I've never been to before and, like, looked in the window of. Like, it's, like, that level of fridge. It's, it's like, um, it sounds like one of the, those old Stefan sketches on SNL. It's, like, the hottest club in New York is <laughs> in an Arizona state prison. Talk to Mr. Oliver and you can get the finest Japanese sake. Yeah, would you go hang out there? Oh my god. Um, like, if you were you right now and it's like, oh, tomorrow I'll fly you out to Japan just for no, work no. reasons. Well, first of all, it's in Arizona. But, um... Oh! He, oh, he flew to Arizona. Oh, because they're in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Because as much as I like Mr. Oliver, there's, and any Baki character has a good chance of just beating me up for some reason. I, I don't... I would... I would not trust it. Also, who am I hanging out with at this prison? <laughs> what am I going to talk to Mr. Oliver about? Weightlifting? You, you just, like, give different, like, analogies for, like, his looks. Like, you know, and your leg. Like, it looks like a lamb shank. Is that even a compliment? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> leg looks like a lamb shank. That's why he beats me up. Who told you you could put your pants back on? Huh? Who told you Who you told could put you? your pants back on? And he complies. He's like, oh, oh yeah. Who did tell me? Da, da. Yeah. Nobody, I guess. I guess I'll just do it this way. In Soviet Russia, <laughs> me, you oh take off pants before fight. He also has no true crevice there is n- not a hole or a crack on his it, butt it looks like sc- a scar tissue <laughs> yeah. 
It looks like he was born without an ass crack, so like he had to karate chop it, and then it just healed poorly. <laughs> Oliver says one of my favorite lines. Uh, judo. Ever practiced judo, Mr. Oliver? Nah, never tried it myself. But if I did, I'm pretty sure I'd snag a gold medal within a day or two of learning how to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Which is completely true. Uh, gold medalists in this universe exist only to die to martial artists. <laughs> Samita, a few episodes back, described Baki as the most woke show of all time. And I think it lives up to it in this episode. Um, I think you're right. I wrote down in my notes, Kozue, the feminist icon, kicks Hanayama in the shin. Um, and she, she has a little monologue about... I guess I shouldn't call it a little monologue. <laughs> she has a monologue um, about how, you know, she just finds basically the plot of Baki really stupid and she's tired of people fighting each other and why don't we just spend more time with the people we love Kozue really uh, stands up for herself because throughout the whole scene Hanayama is only referring to Baki as if Kozue isn't, a, isn't an important character and she's pretty much looking the audience in the face and the animators in the face saying I am an important character I really matter here and the animators respond by um, not remembering what she looks like in any <laughs> single frame. Yeah. They, they animate it's her so as a 14 year old girl, a 22 year old person, like a, a 32 year old woman. It, like, it changes by the instant. Her chin changes, her whole, like, I think they were just structure. having so much fun drawing female characters. They were like, let's bang them all out right now. <laughs> Uh, Yujiro basically just talks about celibacies for wimps. Make sure to do it. Kozaway, lady, Kozaway. Oh my god, that was make so sure weird. Make sure to also do it. Can I talk about that? Because that was like, as a woman, I was just like, this is empowering. No, <laughs> Miss Kozaway, was it? Blossom into the woman you were meant to be. Take it till you can't take it anymore. You must be insatiable. It was literally like. <laughs> He looks at her. Firstly, he goes, uh, Kozuei, is it? And I'm like, wait, this is the first time they're meeting? And he's... <laughs> well, they met when Kozuei got kidnapped. Okay, so but... So, Yujiro has now only met Kozuei when she's in her underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Have yeah. you ever gone electrocuted, Steve? You know what? Briefly, I was, I was at some sort of, like sciency thing and i was like taking apart a camera and the camera battery zapped me um, oh so definitely less than the twenty thousand volt uh taser um but it just sort of my hand sort of felt numb for a second type of thing i think the taser thing would be fun though because then you get to go whoa, 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 duh, duh. <laughs> like they do in the show Yep, you can definitely make those sounds. <laughs> Hopefully your heart doesn't stop. I mean, we, we sort of touched on this. Uh, the doctor's there now, and um, the doctor has some commentary about how... It, it, 
in this in this author's world like doctors and martial artists are the two pillars of society of equal respect <laughs> to each other doctors study to heal the body while martial artists study to destroy the body sounds like some uh lobbying groups got together and were like i don't know we'll keep healing people and you keep sending them big pharma and big show big teamed ph- up <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly all right so let's, let's jump into the episode then seems like you have uh, a, a better understanding than most of what Baki was going to be. So the episode starts, uh, we continue where the conversation ended last week, where uh, Mr. Tokugawa and uh, Kunimatsu, or the Crypt Keeper, as I was calling him, uh, are talking about poison, uh, and specifically how Ryuko Yanagi uses poison. Um, so I just threw a bunch of names at you. Don't don't worry about using those. But um, <laughs> Ryan, can you tell me how the the first uh, conversation about poison goes? Oh, poison. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Oh no. <laughs> this is episode twenty, right? Yeah. Of the first season. Yeah, saga. I I. Uh... I don't even recall a single conversation about poison in the episode. What is what does the episode start with for you? What's the first thing it's, in your notes? There was a fight between Baki and a dude named Toba. Oh no! That was episode twenty. I swear, <laughs> I, I watched it this morning. <laughs> you didn't use Netflix, did you? No, no, I didn't. I, I didn't oh use my Netflix. god. That's so funny. You used, you watched the original Baki from like the year 2000. Oh, is that not what I'm supposed to be watching? I didn't know there was a remake. (laughs) Yeah, we're watching Baki. Oh, this is really (laughs) awkward then. Yeah. Um, Like, this is what I mean when I say like, this is a, this is a sex scene drawn and animated by a man who only draws men fighting each other. Like there's, there's no romantic lens to this i honestly thought it would had more of a horror movie vibe for the first half i can't believe it this is it it's finally happening is she is she crying yeah, there, there's a there's a pretty prolonged shot of Baki on top of Kozway, and like the only thing really that's moving is like Baki's back a little bit, which it's just yeah they're just covering her up because they don't know how to animate her. So there there was there was one line I wanted to um to bring up, so I I actually listened to it in the subtitle to see what it was so. When Baki slaps Yanagi, in the subtitle, it says, you better grit your teeth. Yes, Um, I saw that. Yeah, so in the English version, instead, Baki says, You two like getting bitch slapped? You two like getting bitch slapped? And then (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was um, an interesting choice. (laughs) 
instead we get a character who's never been mentioned on the show up until now um, oh, 20, 21 episodes in but he is uh he is from the old old series um okay. it's it's gaia the master of environmental warfare the yeah i was like damn what is environmental warfare it's uh it's mostly just throwing uh, sand at people <laughs> yeah and then i found out i was like this is the dumbest shit i've ever seen yeah it was pretty brutal yeah. i that it really makes you feel for sikorsky at the end is he meant to be like a bad guy <laughs> oh my god um yes sikorsky is a death row inmate who um broke out of jail and came to japan to taste defeat oh that's is he trying to like repent for his sins or something no gosh no oh my god the first thing he did when he got here is he just threw dumbbells at a guy's face and then peed on him um oh. and then he kidnaps baki's girlfriend like he's he's a monster but now he just kind of like submits and then and then the moral of the story is like yeah you really suck and then it, the pain comes worse when you wait for it it's like oh my god the moral of the that story was opposite is opposite of the character arc. The, the moral of the story is you should have gave up earlier like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucked up also the fact that like like baki and kozway like they're uh what is it they had sex a few episodes back but like they like they're in a relationship like how how has it taken this long for Kozue to notice that he has lost this much weight? Like, I don't know. I, I... Well, they hadn't had soup until now. <laughs> I see. She only she didn't have anything to cry over because, like, she wanted the soup to go well, and it didn't. So she like lost it. <laughs> what if they What if they went to the doctor and the doctor was just like, "He's actually fine. Um, he just he told me that he he hasn't been eating your soup." And so he, he's just lost 50 pounds over, over the last few weeks. Honestly, you could just have the exact same scene of Kozue running away from the hospital in tears. <laughs> it would be the same. You could just reuse that scene. She'd have the same reaction. It's a miracle, in fact, that he's still alive. After eating that horrible soup. <laughs> What did the big guy say? Why did you wait so long? But, what does that mean? But the tone he said it into. Why? Why, Baki, did you wait so long? Does that mean that he waited too long and the poison has gone too far? Or why did you wait so long to come back to, like, away from high school and all over? Oh, he life? was lonely in the woods. <laughs> no, like that he, he wasn't serving his purpose. And, and by coming back there where all the skeletons were... Uh, presumably of apes oh <laughs> i didn't catch that part yasha zaru jr a member of the race of mysterious apes that inhabited the hida mountains in ancient times yasha's parents were slaughtered by yujiro hanma baki was enraged and swore to avenge their deaths after that a bond developed between them all right this is my favorite category Best female representation. <laughs> We've got Kozue, mm -hmm. Kozue's mom, the lady who goes aw when Baki and Kozue kiss, and women in the background shots at the underground arena. 
And honestly, this wasn't a joke. This was my attempt at getting four people in this category. Uh, mom. Cosway's mom. Okay. I don't think she's a great mother, but I think she's the best representation for women, just to be clear. She does, like, let her daughter get kidnapped and just run around with, like, guys who could tear her. Like, I don't know. All right. And Phil? I'm going to give it to Cosway simply for her glow up after that. <laughs> But more to the point, the only show I really watched, I binge watched uh, Downton Abbey, uh, if you can believe it. And was it your choice or or (laughs) was somebody with you who wanted to watch that show? So what happened was uh, Katie asked me to go to the movie when it first came out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can buy popcorn at a movie, I'll go watch almost anything. Uh, And so I watched that and, you know, they didn't really interest me that much and they made another and I went to that and then just one day I watched episode one and it is so well written and so well acted and it's just a soap opera but it's a really fun one uh, especially Maggie Smith is spectacular mm-hmm. so everybody else has probably already watched it but those few who haven't I give it uh, two thumbs up and I'm the least likely person to have ever um watch that show and no, then i, I, I watched... agree i think everybody who's listening to the baki podcast has watched downton abbey um but <laughs> still a good recommendation I, I wouldn't think the venn diagram actually would have much of an overlap on uh, on those two long time no see eh, mr ogre muhammad ali jr all grown up at last i was a big fan of your father's And then we get a very sensual scene of Baki lifting his foot up to his face and um, sucking his foot to get all of the poison out. There's nothing I can do except stand here and watch. (laughs) Did did you enjoy that, Vishal? Yeah, and instead of Kyle Lee going in to, you know, try to end the match there and then, he decides to just wait and watch. And Baki even makes a point of it, being like, so, like, you just let me suck my own blood to get rid of the poison. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. Have you just been waiting for me? What a gentleman you are. Kayo Yo. Okay, so Kayo Yo, I guess, like, one punches um, Dorian mm-hmm. and he just falls. That's the, pretty much all that happens in the fight, right? Um, then, if you subtract about 95 punches, yeah. Okay. He, um, he also he also spits out his candy during the fight. Yeah, okay, I must have been a little bit distracted uh, while I was watching this scene. I must have looked away or something. But uh, he punches him, next thing you know. And then I guess he spits out his candy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, because, okay, what I remember is Biscuit Oliver has candy. So I guess he spit out his candy, and then you're telling me Biscuit Oliver put it in his own mouth and then put it back in Dorian's mouth? Yes, it was that odd, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. Biscuit Oliver, from what I could tell, put it in his mouth to clean the dirt off it. Oh. 
also want to really comment on like this coyote is the lamest coyote like we've seen a guy get his face ripped off we've seen a guy get like pulverized into like a speck and this guy has like a dislocated shoulder and it's like he's out of there <laughs> <laughs> can't get back after that it's like yeah. okay Um, but uh, Biscuit Oliver decides that he's going to copy his opponent's fighting technique. Oliver's doing hand pocket! Hey, hey, wow. You're on to something here. This feels pretty good. What What did you think of um, Oliver's uh, hand pocket? Uh, it, was, it was interesting. Uh, it felt very mocking at first. No way! He's mocking Shobun! Get him, Shobun! Well, you know, that, that brings up an interesting question. So, Muhammad Ali Jr. is obviously supposed to be Muhammad Ali, but Muhammad Ali at this point in time was like 70 years old. Um, and he answers the question of how do you, how would a boxer do in a martial arts tournament? Um, now, I want to get your thoughts on, let's say, we, that Phil Mickelson Jr. joins the tournament. Um, he's in his physical prime. And he has turned golf into a martial art. Um, he uses his feet. He uses a big wind-up to uh, hit people very hard. Um, he, maybe he has a club. Do, do you think that just like Muhammad Ali Jr. can enter this tournament and do well, that um, a professional golfer, do you think they'd have the same advantage? Not at all. Unless they had a club in their hand, that's, and, and they better make a real good shot with it. The first time, not at all. Can't compare those athletes, Steve. Although most golfers would like to think that they're athletes, but uh, no. no. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> Baki, come and get your soup. Friday. 